You're visiting the mom next door and our stories of faith. I'm glad you dropped by for a visit. Please stay a while and hear what the Lord has done in the lives of moms just like you and me. So Kaylee is back with me today and we are zooming for the morning. And if you missed the last one, Kaylee was my guest and shared about her testimony, her, how God, like her childhood and the darkness and the trauma, quite honestly, that was involved in her childhood and how God took her life, placed her feet on a rock and totally gave her a new life in him. So you do not want to miss that backstory. You want to take some time to go back and listen to that. And today is going to be a little fun because we're going to talk about her babies and home birth. So Kaylee, since everybody kind of got the intro from you before about your family, you can throw that in as, as we go about and introduce your girls. But I'm curious, did you always plan on home birth? Great question. Whenever we were um, renewing our minds and gave our life to Christ, I met a ton of godly women because I was in search for him. I was like, if there's a godly woman, I want to find her, a seasoned mama, so that she can tell me how to be a mom, <laughs> so that she can tell me how to do this. And in 2015, I got pregnant with my first daughter. I figured we would go to the hospital and do the um, just normal thing, just have your baby in the hospital until my friend, a godly woman, um, shared with me about home birth. And she's like, have you ever thought about a home birth? And I was like, home birth? People have their babies at home? What? What is this? Like and that was Laura Ingalls time. We don't do that anymore, right? <laughs> yes. And... Um, I was like, tell me more. So she shared her home birth experiences and I was very intrigued. I loved the idea of claiming childbirth and an intimate experience with childbirth because I've heard a lot of horror stories <laughs> with childbirth and I was terrified because I was just like, oh my goodness, I'm so scared um, to have a baby and the pain and epidural and all that stuff. And with my past drug abuse, I did not want. <laughs> they're, they're, okay. So they're moving I'll tables. Hear. You're recording yeah. at your, so you're recording at your church and there's some activity in the back room. We can hear it, but you know what? We're the mom next door and moms learn to adapt with life and noises in the background. So we're just going to keep going, right? So go for it. Okay. Um, so with my past drug abuse, I was scared of being pressured for pain medication. I was scared of being pressured for an epidural. I felt like I wouldn't be in my right mind and I would just give in and I didn't want that experience. And so when she shared about the home birth, I was like, that's the answer to all of my fears to do a home birth. Um, <clears throat> so I was really excited. So I started reading like the Bradley method, so husband coach childbirth, started to go 
to childbirth classes and it was very intimate because my husband was on board he was like yes let's do a home birth this is going to be amazing i get to coach you through it we're doing this together we want to raise children up to love jesus what better way to have them in our home and to raise them and love them and be a testimony unto them and i loved the entire idea of it so that's that was my inspiration behind home birth. Um, so we did go and see um, like your regular gynecologist and we told her what we wanted to do. And she was like, well, I can't help you. I don't do home births, but you can find a midwife that does. And we're like, all right, awesome. That sounds great. Um, and since it was brand new, we did not know what direction to go. Um, so we literally just got online and Googled midwives in Southeast Missouri and a ton of them came up. So we interviewed several midwives. We started to go with one and it just didn't feel right. So we shopped around and finally the Lord led us to um, an amazing woman, well-experienced midwife that did um, like twins, um, uh, reached babies and um, that loved childbirth. So um, we started meeting with her and we had prenatals like at her house and um, we decided not to do ultrasounds um, for just our own personal reasons. I think that choosing not to do ultrasounds and not going your typical medical route for us personally took a lot of trust in each other, me and my husband and trust in the Lord, because we weren't looking at this baby on a screen. And at first I was really scared. I was like, well, I know God is calling us to this decision, but, and I want to be obedient, but I don't really understand why I'm feeling so passionate about these decisions that we're making because there's a lot of fear and unknown in it. And my husband said, we walk by faith, not by sight. And he kept just telling me that. And like I said, he was lavishing me in scripture constantly because as soon as the enemy came over me, I was terrified. I'm like, oh, we're having a home birth. We're, what if something goes wrong? Da, 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 da. And I just kept reading books. I kept listening to home birth testimonies and that encouraged me to stick with the plan God set before us. Um, and it's funny whenever God uses people and testimonies to pour into you. After my husband said, we walk by faith, not by sight, we went to like a concert, a Christian concert, and the whole entire concert was walking by faith, not by sight. They even had t-shirts that said, we walk by faith, not by sight. And like, that encouraged me literally, like, I cannot explain how scripture can be so encouraging. And I guess because it's living, right? God is living within the scriptures and they literally feed our soul. <laughs> we cannot live on bread alone, but by the, by the word of God. And so, um, and I knew that. So I proclaimed it over myself. I would walk around my house and say, God is knitting this baby within my womb and he has plans for this baby. He knows this baby. He's called this baby. And I have the privilege to carry this baby within my womb 
for Jesus to raise her up, which we didn't know if it was a girl or boy. Um, so I wasn't sure of my exact due dates for this baby because I wasn't even sure when I had my last period because my periods were so sporadic and were not normal that I was just like, um, when was my last period? Um, so we knew like middle of December is what we assumed. Well, middle of December comes 2015, no baby at all. I didn't even feel like I was ready to have the baby. Um, on the 22nd of, of December, I started having like light contractions. So I was like, I think this is labor. I think I'm going into labor. So I called my midwife. I called my doula, which was my really good friend that had several home births at this time. And I was like, all right, I think I'm going into labor. I told my husband, he came home from work and, um, my midwife walked in the door and I'm sitting on a, uh, exercise ball. ball. Yeah. Yeah. And she goes, Oh, you're not having this baby anytime soon. I was like, what, what do you mean? I'm in labor. And she was like, Kaylee, you, (laughs) you might be feeling some light contractions, but you're not about to have this baby. (laughs) I was like, I have no clue what I'm doing. So, um, my, within like five hours, I started to progress and, um, about seven hours, seven to 10 hours from the moment my midwife arrived, I started to go into pretty heavy contractions where I was not there all the way. Um, and I knew that God had this situation under control, but I did not trust my body. I did not trust the situation because it was unknown. It was, I was brand new to it. I never experienced it before. Um, about 38 hours into serious labor, uh, I was in the birth pool in my living room and my midwife said, the baby's heart rate is decelling under under 110, I think we should go to the hospital. And I was like, are you sure? I'm crying at this point. I was like, are you sure? And she was just like, yes. And I was in my mind, I'm like, this is not how I planned this to go. (laughs) This is not what I was expecting. So I get clothes on and we get in the car. As soon as we get to the hospital, I'm having contractions, but I have no pain. Like my mind is there. Um, and I was just like, whoa, like what, like, okay, we're at the hospital now. I'm trying to reevaluate the entire situation in my head. We're at the hospital. I'm not having my baby at this hospital. I know I'm going to go home and I know I'm going to have my baby. So, um, this was, I guess, uh, Christmas Eve and they had to call, you know, the doctor in cause everybody's at home and, since we did go a non-conventional route and they did not know us, they were like, you're high risk. We needed to do this, 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 this. And my husband said, no, we're not doing that. Like he was my voice. And she said, I am not talking to you. I am talking to Kaylee. And I was like, my husband is my voice. I cannot answer these questions right now. I'm not in my right mind. So she was at that time able to listen to my husband and they're like, oh, it's not a prolapsed cord. It's not anything harmful. The baby was just laying on the cord the wrong way. 
So my husband was like, great, we get to go home. And she was like, no, you don't. You're high risk and you're a liability and you cannot leave this hospital. And I was terrified. I was just like, what? And I guess I kind of got attitude-y. <laughs> I mean, I was like serious labor at this point and I had an attitude with her. And that's when my midwife was like, Kaylee, don't say anything. Just lay there and relax. We'll take care of it. And my, my friend that was my doula, she just started praying for me. They all started praying in the room and the lady, the doctor came in with a exit, exit paperwork for me to sign so that I could go home. It was a miracle. And I was just like, God, it's meant for us to have this baby at home. We just know it is. <laughs> that is a miracle. Cause I think once you're there in labor, they are like, we have to keep you. And once you're in active labor, we have to keep you until the baby's done. So that is kind of a miracle. It was, and it was in, it was insane because it's awesome to look back and just see God moving. Like I was not in pain. I think if I was like, ah, and in pain and freaking out, they would have want, they would have wanted to keep me. But since I was like completely cool, calm and relaxed besides my minor attitude, um, <laughs> all of us that have kids know how that is. Um, and, uh, as soon as we get in the car, I started feeling my contractions again and I was in terrible pain and I was just like, let's get home. So at this point, my midwife is very tired. Everyone else is tired because I called them late at night. Most of them didn't even get any sleep. And they're just like, they're just like, let's have this baby, <laughs> but let's be patient. And, um, it was about 40 two hours into labor, I was sitting on my toilet screaming with all of my might. And I was so exhausted. I could not handle, I was in pain. And my friend came in and she said, Kaylee, you have, like, she was very direct. She knew at that time I needed someone to help me and redirect me and needed to be stern with me. <laughs> and she was like, Kaylee, you're having this baby. You're having this baby at home. You need to get your mind straight and concentrate and focus. You're having a baby. And I was just like, tell me whenever I'm going to have this baby. I just want to have this baby already. Just tell me. And she was just like, I was like, in five hours, she's like, yes, you're going to have this baby, maybe five hours. I mean, I can't tell you if it's going to be five hours, but you're going to have this baby. And she started, and I'm like, I'm out of it. My mind, I was just totally out of it. And she started like praying for me and praying that God would just help me refocus and calm down and be able to relax. And I stood up after she prayed for me and I walked out of the bathroom and my midwife's jaw just dropped. And she was like, what happened in that bathroom? <laughs> what just happened? This is a completely different person than the person that walked into that bathroom. And my friend, Allegra, she said, I prayed for it. We prayed. And, and God um, gave her a refreshed spirit. And uh, my midwife was like, you really need to eat. You need to have energy to have this baby. And before I would not eat because I was just in, I was in so much pain. I couldn't eat. And I just started eating Domino's pizza. Like, I guess they ordered it. I have no idea. And I'm like, ate like a half a pizza <laughs> at this point. <laughs> and, um. And I felt amazing. Well, 48 hours at this point, 
I was in the phase where you're not there. You're about to have this baby. And I just remember my dad was there as well because he was kind of scared because he was like, people have babies at home. Like, that's just unheard of. Like, that's what they did in the olden ages, but people don't do that anymore. And um, he just wanted to make sure I was going to be okay. Um, And I did not say this in my last testimony, but it's very appropriate. My dad gave his life to Jesus four years ago, and he's been sober ever since. Um, He lives in my basement (laughs) and he's very involved in church and just loving on people and ministering to people and sharing Jesus as well as um, God completely delivered him from his mental illness and his spiritual warfare. And he does believe me that I was sexually abused. So God has completely restored him in our relationship and it's been incredible. And, um, so my dad was like, this is how you need to breathe. Hum. And I, like, at that point I was like, no one talk in this entire room. I cannot handle it. And my midwife just kept um, saying, you're doing a great job. You're amazing. Your body was created to do this. And almost 50 hours in labor, I ended up giving birth to my beautiful Jaira Ember. The reason why we call her Jaira Ember is Jaira means God provides. And Ember, um, if you look at like a campfire, we're all mesmerized by like the embers. Even after that flame is gone, there's still heat and there's still light. And God is going to provide the light for her in this darkness. So I feel like she's going to be a light to everyone that meets her and she'll be able to to share Jesus with others. So that was kind of like our, our idea behind her name, a light. God will provide the light in the darkness for her. And, um, and after I had her, um, since we did go like a non-conventional route, cause we felt like that's the way God was leading us. We didn't vaccinate. We didn't do any kind of eye goop or vitamin K or anything like that. It was full, like, God, I know this is what you desire for us, and I know that you're calling us to do this, and we're trusting in what you laid on our hearts. Help us not have a fear from the decisions we didn't make. Help us accept the decisions we did because they're honoring you. And I didn't want to leave my house. Like, I was so crippled by fear right after I had her that I was consumed. and. I started to get depressed. I'm sure a lot of this is like, uh, what is that called? Postpartum depression. Yes. Is that what you mean? I yeah. Didn't know it at yeah. The time, but I think I was going through some of that. Um, and I'm so grateful for my church family, <laughs> literally family, because they loved on me. They sent me, you know, text messages, called me. Um, came and tried to clean my house. At first I was a little prideful, but by third kid, I'm like, please clean my toilet. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, and so I knew in my head what I needed to do. I knew I needed to read my Bible and to root myself in God's word. But the anxiety and the depression was so heavy that I almost Whenever I opened my Bible up, they were just words. 
but I persevered. And one day I was, I wrote this um, poem that I would like to read for you. And in that moment, after I wrote this and read Isaiah 43, God completely delivered me from that fear. And literally I have fear might come against me sometimes, but I'm delivered and I don't accept it or claim it. So I'll read this. <clears throat> For so long, I have been captured in chains, blinded, going insane, insane. God's word is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. But this fear inside of me is so strong, it captivates my understanding and binds me. Consuming my thoughts, this fear starts to take away my joy, peace, contentment. I start to worry. I fall prey to temptation, seeking to feed my flesh. This fear distracts me, sucks the life right out of me, made me who I have always feared to be. I'm drowning in chaos. It becomes so dark my eyes can't see. But like I said, God's word is sharp, sharper than any weapon formed against me. God's word says we walk by faith, not by sight, though it may be dark. Though my eyes can't see, God is for me, so who can be against me? He is the way, the truth, the life. He restores me, redeems me. Jesus sets me free. It's time to take back what the enemy stole from me. Love, innocence, confidence, joy, preciousness, security, and peace. He has no power over me. It's time to claim it, cease it, believe it, despite what my eyes may see. So when this fear tries to steal the thoughts the Lord has given me, I will declare Isaiah 43. But now this is what the Lord, your creator says, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you and through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I have given Egypt as your ransom, Cush and Seba, sorry for pronunciation, in exchange for you, because you are precious in my sight. You are honored, and I love you. I will give other men in return for you, and other peoples in exchange for your life. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up into the south. Do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, whom I have formed, even whom I have made. And it goes on. It says, you are mine and I am yours. And that was, it was an incredible experience. And I'm just so grateful that God gave that to me. Um, and delivered me from that. Were your um, other home births as dramatic? So my second home birth, I was, um, I was super confident and I was like, I trust my body. I'm going to go through this with a breeze. I feel like I ultimately, I feel like my first was so hard because I just, I didn't know. And I didn't trust my body. It's so, un it, it's so unknown. We don't know what to expect. So, and, and it's like, I feel this, but what is it? And, and I'm not sure. So that first one is a little different, no matter where you are. Yeah. And I was delivered from fear. So, um, I had her in 12 hours 
it was miraculous. It was amazing. I just, I'll never forget holding her for the first time. And we named her Nisi, N-I-S-S-I, which means banner or victory. Um, and uh, her middle name is Rain, R-A-Y-N-E. I was thinking like Rain, like R-E-I-G-N, um, like my banner reigns. But Rain means... Um, great counselor, song, queen. So I know God is going to give her a song of victory over her life. Um, so that was kind of her thought, <laughs> praying for her name. We're kind of crazy with names. We love it. And um, so my third, I psyched myself out. I'm like, the closer to my due date. So my first one, I had her at 42 and a half weeks. My second one was 42 weeks. <laughs> And this third one, baby, um, I, I was kind of scared because I'm like, I know pain, pain, childbirth is painful. Um, I don't know how I'm going to do it. <laughs> so I had that stuck in my head. Well, I started to go into labor with her and it really wasn't that bad. Like, I knew that I was in con having contractions and I knew it hurt, but I just, I scared myself to the point that I made it worse than it actually was. And I was about 10 hours in labor and I pushed only for 14 minutes pretty much with all of them, which is crazy. I don't know how that happened. I hear of some women pushing for like hours and um, just my body's not like that, I guess. But um and so I cried. It was very emotional. I was nauseous the entire time of hard labor. I was crying. And all I wanted my midwife and my friend to do was sing to me. <laughs> so they sang to me. They just sang to me the entire time. And I just, I, I trusted my body and I tried to breathe the proper way to allow my body to deliver the baby. And we had her and we named her Shalom, Grace, which means peace. Or they um, say it as a greeting, hi or bye, or I'll wait for your call. And that was my favorite um, meaning for that. Like, I pray that she will always wait on the Lord for what he has to say to her, to be spirit led. Um, so it's funny because my first daughter was so patient and didn't need a lot of direction or child training because she just was so obedient. She still is just, she might be a little bit of a people pleaser. So we need to work, help her and direct her with that, but she's just obedient. And my second one humbled me. And that's what I tell everyone. She humbled me because I did not realize what it was like to have a child that wasn't obedient. Um, so God has really revealed the beauty of child training with her. And then, so we have our third one, peace. We're like, she's going to be a peacemaker. We're saying it right now. <laughs> We're proclaiming that over her. Um, and so I feel like home birth in general is beautiful, an amazing experience, um, especially whenever you look at it, how God created it to be. Not the stories that you grow up hearing. Um, not other people's experience, but what God has planned for you. And so um, 
whenever you and your husband are on board and you decide what's best for you and you decide you you uh, you ask the lord where he's directing you to go that's what's best for you right so i'm going to jump in and tell you my story real quick okay. so i had never heard of home birth like like you i'm like that is like old time stuff we don't do that anymore so I was prepared for my first baby. Of course, I was going traditional because that's all I'd ever heard of and known. Um, I hadn't heard of homeschooling yet at this point either. So I didn't have anybody. Um, it was just a different thing. I mean, he's 24. So that was a while ago. It was a different culture a little bit. Um, so I was prepared to like do it all. Give me the epidural. The only, like you were saying, the only vision I had of what birth was was what I had seen in sitcoms and it wasn't pretty, you know, and it wasn't calm. It wasn't peaceful. There was no control. It was like a total out of control experience. That was my only vision. So I went into my first baby um, experience. I won't do every detail, but um, he was born two weeks before his due date. And the whole thing was eight hours start to finish. And the doctor I happened to have deliver him was on call because mine was out of town. And of course my baby was early. So my doctor thought first baby, she'll go late. And he was out of town. So I just got the guy on call and he decided to do a quick little snip snip just to make my experience better, which it wasn't. But anyway, that was his, his concept. And, um, but the baby came so quick that there was no time for an epidural. There was no time for anything. So I went in preparing for all the medical route and uh, I went natural and I couldn't believe it because I didn't plan to do, to go natural. So then my second baby, I thought I can do this. I'm going natural. And I did. And then my next pregnancy was twins. And I went back to thinking, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't think I can do this. I am going to need a C-section because it's twins. Um, but my doctor uh, had delivered my second one was delivering my twins. And she said, I saw you birth that last time. You have confidence. You can do this. Your body was made for this. And so, yep, sure enough, out comes baby A and 14 minutes later, baby B, natural birth twins in the hospital, but naturally birth twins. And then um, again, my five, six, seven, and eight natural births in the hospital. Um, it's just, you know, I just hadn't, by then I had heard about home birth, but I'd given natural birth in the hospital. And so that was just kind of what I was comfortable in what I did. And then that last baby, uh, my number nine, at this point, we didn't have any medical insurance. And we were, so we were paying cash out of pocket and we were doing what's called Samaritan's Ministries. It's a need sharing program. And there was a lot of financial savings for everybody if we were to do a home birth or a birth clinic. And so I did all my prenatal visits with the midwife at the, uh, what do you call it? At the birthing center. I did all my things there. And then I started having panic attacks uh, because the thought of delivering out of birth 
became so overwhelming and consumed my mind, I, I just panicked. I actually panicked to the point where, now I called my doctor's office and I said, I changed my mind. Can I come back to my doctor? And the receptionist said, I'm sorry, you're not a patient. You're going to have to go start the whole reentry to be her patient. And I was like, but I have a time crunch here, you know? So I literally found my doctor. Okay. So jump back just a second. We had my doctor delivered my second baby. She was within a month or so, a couple months of delivering her daughter. And then when my twins were born, she and I had the same due date, uh, my twin boys and her son, but, um, my twins came early, of course. So anyway, so we had children the same age. I'm thinking my daughter's on Facebook. I bet her daughter's on Facebook too. So I literally stalked my doctor's daughter on Facebook and sent her a private message. And I said, your mom's been my doctor. She's delivered seven of my babies and I really need to talk to her, but her office won't let me talk. Can you please have your mom call me? Here's my phone number. And within five minutes, my phone rang. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. So, um, so I talked to my doctor and she said, absolutely. I will take you back. You, if you go into labor this weekend, it was actually Easter weekend. And so she said, if you go into labor this weekend, you go to the hospital and just tell them you are my patient of record. I have accepted your case and uh, come into the office on Monday and, and we'll get you reestablished. So I definitely want to help you deliver this last one. And so um, for me, like you, you were saying, like, you need to pray about it and find out where you're comfortable and what the Lord's leading to you in this. And, you know, what's interesting is um, I think God uses motherhood and our birthing experiences to teach us things in life, things about him and things about um, not only his character and his nature, but our own. And I think that I had done these eight natural births in the hospital, including twins. And I was kind of like this had become this, like, I can do it. Like, and if I hear, hear of women that go in and do the whole epidural and, and all the medical treatment, I'm like, I think I was starting to get a little puffed up. Like, oh, well, you should be able to do it. Like, I don't even know why you have that fear, you know? <laughs> and so I think it's funny because I think I had, I had become so confident in my birthing, natural birthing, that here I decided to change routes and go natural birth out of hospital. And that's when the panic set in. So I ended up in the hospital, not only change of plans being in the hospital, but I, I still kept panicking. And my doctor said, you've never done an epidural before. Do you want to try it? And I said, you know, I might as well. I've never done it before. So I actually did an epidural. I had done my whole prenatal with a midwife in her birthing center. I ended up two weeks before the baby was born, switching back to my doctor, going to the hospital, having an epidural. And it truly, it was a lovely experience. And I, I had natural births that were lovely experiences. And, and then I had this one and, and it's so funny. I thought, you know, I think God was using that in my life 
so that I would remember to have compassion on people who birth differently than me. And I think God was using that as a humbling to know, mm-hmm. you know, we're not going to judge each other for the way they birth. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody is going to be different. And so anyway, it was just such a interesting way that the Lord used that to grow something in me to have more compassion for women and the choices that they make in their lives. I love that story that you shared because I think it's a constant battle to not get puffed up. You know what I mean? I think it's a constant battle to not come across like you're better, like what you do is better. And it's a learning experience because we never want to be distasteful where we don't sound loving, you know, even if our attention's good. And I think also it's really easy to compare each other and go, well, her birth story was perfect or she birthed that way. And to, uh, you know, beat ourselves up about stuff and just realize that there's a, and also things don't always go the way you want. You may have a birth plan for yourself. I mean, yours changed in some of those. My birth plan changed in some, and you know what? It's okay when that happens, you know, life, Life does change and, and birth plans change and, and God saw this and he is, his hand is on those things. Mm, amen. So yeah. I was thinking of this. This was like my meditation this morning. Let me look it up. Super simple. I was reading um, Romans 8, 1. And I think it really parallels with this because it's all about being spirit led right? We want to be led by the Holy Spirit in every decision, being sold out for Jesus, not looking like the world. So what does that look like for me and my family in our walk? And Romans 8 says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, especially in these times, actually all times, because I mean, Jesus said that he was going to come back since, (laughs) since he left. And um, I wrote, I wrote this down and I've heard it before. So it's not all my own stuff. So being spirit led must not be an option. We have to be spirit led. Those of us that are saved and love the Lord are not having trouble walking after the flesh in a sinful sense that we are generally, that we generally interpret in the scripture we are to be spirit-led in, this, in the sense that we are not following our own understanding. We are not following the culture of our day or the opinions of others, but we are truly looking to the Lord to be led of him and not just our feelings. And I feel like that's appropriate because we all that are saved by Jesus Christ and have accepted salvation have the Holy Spirit within us. And so in our birth stories, when we're choosing how we're going to deliver our babies, we're going to hear a lot of other people's opinions or what they say, think is facts, but it's really just unsolicited, unsolicited advice a lot of times. And that's why we have to be spirit led and say, God, what do you choose for me and my family? What's best for us? Because it's okay to have a baby in the hospital. It's okay to have a baby at home. What does God desire for you? 
Yeah, I think that's true. And I think, um, I mean, it's just, it's, is that a good preparation for parent, parenthood? Because then you go into all the next phases and, the, and all the mommy arguments of, of how you're going to feed your baby and what decisions you make and what clothings you put on and, and um, so many things in life. You just go from there because um, it, it, it does take, it is over all of our lives as believers to be spirit led, but parenting, birthing, all those things, God is interactive in our, the actual living of life and how we do things. He's very practical. It's not, uh, the Bible wasn't meant to be compartmentalized um, just to read on Sunday. It was meant to be an integral part of our lives that, and, and, and how do we know that? How do we know what to do? It is our relationship with the Lord through bringing in scripture, through talking to him and wise counsel that points us back to him. So I think that's really good. So do you have any advice for a mom who's considering home birth? Is there anything they should know? And maybe anything to calm their minds? Maybe there's some moms right now who never planned to have a home birth, but just by our situation and the world that we're in right now, they're actually considering it. Of course. Like the first thing that we did was find midwives that do deliver at home, call them up and say, can I sit down with you and talk with you about home birth, about if it's the right thing for me and my family, just hear what they have to say. There's nothing bad in just hearing what they have to say, praying about it with your your husband and your other question. You interview, you even interviewed some different ones until you found one because there are different types of midwives out there too. And so I think again, living that spirit filled life, praying for the midwife that you would have a peace uh, with that choice. Um, I think that's a great thing. And then the other thing that I think is interesting about your story is you even had your dad there when for all of, did he come for all of your births? He was there for the first one. He was not there for the second one. I tried to wake him up, but he was sleeping. And the third baby, he was there and he was just like sitting on the couch, hanging out because he's like, she got this. (laughs) Oh, that is such a beautiful story. And I think it's beautiful too, because when you think about your whole history and your your childhood and your growing up, it actually, again, that birth and new life, because you have a new life in Christ, but not only you, your dad has a new life in Christ, which is just phenomenal. And like, we, we can celebrate birth all day long, but let's, let's celebrate physical birth and the babies that come into this world. But let's celebrate that, that new life too. That's so exciting. And I love that. Amen, sister. Also, you do have to be weary. And I will say this because we had this experience. We had some midwives say how they cast it spells during birth. And they were kind of witchy. <laughs> Literally, they really were. Um, and me and my husband just were like, we need to get out of here. And that was during the interview process. Um, so you definitely want to interview them. What's right for who is right for someone is not, might not be right for you. But there is amazing midwives out there, amazing Christian midwives. 
that would love to experience that with you. So shall we, shall we go ahead and pray? Sure. Okay. All right. Let's just pray for the moms today, the moms that um, maybe are expecting, the moms who, you know, are waiting for, uh, to carry another baby because the Lord's in that too. So dear Jesus, I thank you for the birth stories that you give us. And you know, what's exciting is the birth stories that you give us, our physical birth stories of our children is also good opportunity to remember the birth story you give us with you, like you coming into our life and giving us new birth and new life. Everyone that's in Christ is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. Lord, I thank you for Kaylee, for her testimony, both in the last podcast and in this one, how you have given her a new life and a new birth in you. And Lord, I pray for the moms that might be expecting. I know right now there's um, some new challenges at hospitals and there's probably a lot of moms who are considering uh, home birth where they haven't before and that you are in it. Lord, I just pray that you will give these moms a peace. Let them know that you're your hand is upon them. You've prepared their body for this. Lord, you have done it for your glory. And I pray that they will not only have a physical experience, but a spiritual one to grow in you and to learn more about you and your care and your design, and that you would be glorified through their birth stories. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing your story and your advice. That's so good. Thank you. I, I've loved being on your podcast. Yay. We'll have to do it again. Like, I don't know. We'll do a, we'll do a Kaylee and Pam series. That sounds awesome. I hope that you've been encouraged or challenged in your faith today. And that something we discussed prompts you to grow deeper in your walk with the Lord. If it has, make sure you tell a friend so they can grow along with you. And if you or a friend would like to be a guest and share about God's faithfulness in your life, please email me at podcast at Because when we tell of God's faithfulness, we never run out of stories. Whatever is true, whatever is known,